And hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Cheap Seats. Unfortunately, today is season six, episode nine. This is our final episode of the year. 69. Once again, 69. Once again, Kevin, you know my man. It's all about sports, and we are brought to you today by WDBC Dragon Broadcasting, a part of your TBW students here. As always, I'm your host, once again, joined by my right-hand man. He may be in the other room, but Kevin McCormick. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm doing fantastic. And once again, I got my man Derek Dungan next to me. How are you guys doing? Yeah, fantastic, Derek. Thanks <laughs> for asking. And we got a kind of brand new face here, but he's been a, he's been around here a couple times. David, how you doing today, Dave? Pretty good, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, and a little new face. He's smiling over there. He's winking at me. <laughs> Vance, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> all right. That, I'm so glad for you to be here, Vance. All right, once again, today is all about sports, and we're going to dig right deep into it. NBA playoffs, boys. Raptors. Tied the series up. Kevin, that just hurt my ears very bad. <laughs> but I'm going to say, they wrapped the series up. 2-2. Comes back to Bucks today. Come back to Milwaukee. Come back to Wisconsin. Come back to Aaron Rodgers. Come back to Brian Balaga chugging beers. <laughs> Who's winning today? Raptors. Yeah, Raptors. They're hot. Raptors. They're real so hot. He said it's coming back to Milwaukee. To Milwaukee today. 2-2. I don't know, man. The Raptors are looking good. They're better. They really exceeded my expectations. Uh, I thought that win against Philly was a fluke, but they've proven that wrong. They've been very good. Lowry has stepped up a lot, but I don't know if I want to go against the Greek Freak, man. Back in their hometown, exactly. I think Chris Middleton will step up. Brooke Lopez will have another great game, and Eric Bledsoe will preferably yeah. step up. I got to take the uh, the Bucks in this one just because it's at home. And I everybody always talks about home being like such a big big like advantage but like i never like like playing video games you never think like ooh, home's advantage or like playing yeah. high school football or like college wrestling for me or like baseball <laughs> yeah. for you guys like away home away doesn't really I, yeah, uh, I bother me but yeah. in the pros it's like crazy because just like the amount of fans that are there yeah the noise i think the I th noise i think the sports where having home advantage makes a big difference is basketball and honestly, baseball, playoff baseball, if you have home advantage, it's honestly such a different atmosphere. Football, it matters too, but I don't think it matters as much as people make it out to be. I think in college it matters a lot more, but in the NFL, having home field advantage, I, I, I think the players, are they've played in, you know, on the road enough in that kind of state, especially with the players that are in the playoffs now. you got, you know, Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, you know, all those guys, they, they know how to play on the road. I, so. I, I don't know if I agree with that, though. Like, let's say – some random teams would rather play at Lambeau in December or oh, yeah. in okay. Miami in December. Yeah. I think you definitely want to yeah, choose yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, uh, in that in that regard, in terms of weather, I agree with you on that. That it does make a huge difference. But um, in terms of t you know like crowd noise and that sort of thing, and the, you know the crowd quote unquote crowd getting to you, I think the players are pretty you know immune to that yes. for the most part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely weather wise, I think Vance has a good point saying yeah, I'd much rather play. In December in Miami than December in Lambeau. So, yeah, well, okay, David. Oh, but again, uh, then again, like, what about when the Giants and Jets fans share the same stadium? It's kind of hard. To I, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true as well. Just I, I, I guess it depends on teams in general in sports. I mean, for basketball, you know, weather would never really count. <laughs> it's a closed stadium, <laughs> so the whole roof just breaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so. Bucks win tonight. You guys both, Vance says. Yeah, I, I said. I think Raptors. Tonight, Dave. I think Bucks. 
Derek, but I got Milwaukee, and even ESPN's got them at a 71.8% chance Ooh. of winning. So, which, yeah, so which is which is interesting because they got Toronto like on the back end with 28.2. So I think uh, you know the the Bucks have a definitely an edge on this. So we'll have to see you know how it really it turns out tonight. Um, but I do think the Bucks are gonna they're gonna put it in the bag tonight. Do they win the series? Uh, yeah. Game seven? So. Yes. Game I seven. So. It's not Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. They win you the think series. they go to game seven? They win the I series. So. They will, yes. I think they'll definitely go to game seven. Now, who will win game seven? I would have to see, you know, obviously the game of night and game six and all that stuff. Yeah. Leading up to that game. To oh, really for sure. Tell. It's going to be it. Once again, I think tonight, Kyle Lowry, if he plays good, I think Toronto wins. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't, I think Milwaukee wins by a handful. Yeah. I think we can all agree that it's just going to be a good uh, good run for both of these teams. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. both. Toronto hasn't. They've always gone this far, and then Kyle Lowry's put them in the pooper. Yeah. But this year, Kawhi's been playing great with them. Lowry stepped up a little bit more. Yep, and Milwaukee's been playing great this year. And really, that Eastern Conference has been wide open this year with LeBron gone. Yeah, exactly. LeBron, like, when LeBron was in the Eastern Conference, like, Eastern Conference, it was his – he was already playing in the NBA championship. Yeah. It was given. Vance, you, you you shaking your head. You don't. No, I, I'm a big LeBron guy. No, um, I, he's the best player by far right in this generation. So, I don't know. I don't want to be a bandwagon, but what do you uh, what what do you guys think of the Western Conference Finals? I mean, that one's four four zero sweet. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I felt Portland played good. They just didn't make plays when they had to. Like they, I was looking at the stats, and they led more of that series than Golden State did, and they still came out uh, on the. Losing yeah, side. Because the thing about it, like every game I watched, they were up at halftime. Exactly. They were up going into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Curry comes in and makes six threes or yeah. something crazy or whatever. He had he had a stretch of 35 plus point games, mm-hmm. all four of those games. Yeah. And, Kevin, and then Draymond Green had three straight triple doubles. And then game four, Curry and Draymond both had a triple double, which is the first time ever two teammates. Two teammates. Both had a triple double in the same game. Yeah, in I, uh, the playoffs. Yeah, um, something you know, a different angle at this. Um, do you think that the Warriors playing good without Durant is would really solidify him leaving after this season? Yes, no. I think Durant's gone. No, no, no matter what. Yes, I think win it. If they lose it, I think he's gone no matter what. And this just tells them. And I, I kind of like it that they're winning without him. Yeah. That shows the Warriors are still a good team without KD. Exactly. The, war- the Warriors are ridiculous. I it's hate the Warriors. Ridiculous. But they're for still sure. a great team without KD. I think, talking about well, NBA free agency, well, they've shown like going they've shown out of the. They can play without him. Exactly. Like Steph Curry right now. Is they they could play without and They can win. If they missed one part in a game, it didn't matter. They still have three the other all stars. The one thing I, uh, that's kind of, or that I've seen is that people are kind of. Uh, at first, people were criticizing Steve Kerr um, for having Durant, you know, being on the win and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I think the thing with that is that he won before Durant, too. So I don't know why people are criticizing him, saying he can't win without Durant when he just proved it this past week and he proved it before he even had Durant. So I think Kerr is a good coach. I think, you know, his lineup obviously does help a lot. Um, but I still think he's a good coach because, th- you know, even if you have good players, uh, it still comes down to coaching it to some certain degree. So. Like, yeah, like what you said, Steve Kerr has been a great coach the past five years. They won the championship in 2015. If a couple more plays go a different way, they win it in 2016. Yeah. And then the past two years with KD, they I think they swept Cleveland the post two years, actually. I think 2017, the Cleveland won one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Wasn't close. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, wasn't close. So And last year in the J.R. Smith. Oh, yeah, the J.R. Smith debacle. Yeah. 
But like 2016, you do a couple plays that way when they blew a 3-1 lead. Mm -hmm. You put a couple plays in the other way, they win the championship. Yeah. But Steve Kerr is a great coach. I think he'll go down as one of the best. He's just a winner. And with when he was with the Bulls and the Spurs, he was a winner. He won championships. He yeah. went to places where he knows how to win. And I think the Golden State Warriors are going to be here for a while, unfortunately, even with when they just have Curry, when they just have KD. I mean, when they just have Draymond and Curry, because I think NBA free agents, free agency this summer is going to be huge because I think Thompson and KD are both going to walk. And then same with, like, just NBA free agency in general is going to be crazy yeah. this summer. So staying on the basketball, what do you guys think of Jim Beeline going to Cleveland? Mm. Not a big fan. I, I Not a big fan. Honestly, I think he's paid his dues Vance? at U of M. Yeah, Vance, Michigan boy. I, I see your face over there. Uh, and it, it, whatever's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. You know? I think I think he's paid his dues at U of M. He's done pretty yeah. much all he could. He's do not that. gonna do anything in Cleveland. I don't know. I, I, I tell you right now. Give him time. Never gonna win a, Give him time. Gonna I think playoffs. I think his. Uh, He'll get fired before he makes the playoffs. Oh. Mark my words. Oh. This cheap seats, May twenty third, twenty nineteen. John Beeline will never make the playoffs as an NBA basketball coach. I think the approach he was taking with taking that deal, I think he would because this will probably be his last job. I mean, he's what sixty something. And yeah, so this will probably be his last job coaching-wise. Um, I think he saw it as, well, it's better to do it and not have regrets at the end when, you know, when it's all said and done. You're like, oh, I wish I would have taken the chance because this, this opportunity might not come back to him again. Um, so I like the move for him to you know, leave U of M, obviously, as a state fan because you know, we have to go up against Beeline in basketball yeah. every year. But um, I think you know, him going to the NBA and he's trying it, you know, I mean, if he doesn't do good, then all right. So what? He still had a great career before that yeah, in college. Michigan. So so what? He's sixty six. Is he sixty six? Yeah. And the only coach older than him is Greg Popovich. Am I, I correct me so, if yeah. I'm wrong? Yeah. I think Beeline has like four or five year deals. So he'll be seventy yeah. or seventy one. Wow. Time he's out. So yeah, I, that's yeah. why I think this will be his last job. Um, but he's we'll fired, see. He's fired before his deals up. I think he will too. He's but fired before his deals. And also, oh yeah, you can go. You can go. Because just going from college to NBA is a huge jump nonetheless. And also, the Cavs are a rebuilding team. So, I mean, it's kind of different with NBA because, like, with NFL, like, if you don't prove your first one to two years, you're fired. But NBA, it's kind of different because there is teams that are, like, rebuilding that are rebuilding for the past. Like, I can't remember since I've been watching basketball, the Suns have always been trash. And <laughs> I feel like they've been True. rebuilding for the past, the like, next. 11 years. Knicks were good Knicks were 20, good. 2010, yeah. 2013. One year. I remember one the year Knicks when they had Tyson Chandler. Uh, um, but going back to Beeline, I think, you know, they're obviously, yeah, there are downsides going from the college to NBA. And even though he's a great coach in college, the Heat will still have, you know, he'll have growing pains in the NBA because it's a completely different animal. But saying that, there are also benefits because now he doesn't have to, you know, spend a bunch of hours with recruits, kids and their parents, and trying to get them on board with the program in college. Now he can, you know, I think at, in the NBA, you know. Just worry about coaching. Exactly, just worry about coaching. And doesn't have to worry about all the, I guess, attitudes you could say in college. Because in college, everybody thinks that they're LeBron. And those attitudes are definitely hard to deal with. I mean, he did a good job of making everybody buy in. And I think because of his re resume, he can get those guys to step in and, you know, quote, unquote, buy in, especially with Kevin Love, you know, being a veteran. Star that, there now. Yeah. But um, I, I, th I think the offense is definitely going to help. Or it's going to help Cleveland a lot because Beeline runs that spread out type of get everybody involved. 
offense yep. to try to get it inside. So because a lot of NBA kind of Kevin Love offense. Exactly. Kevin yeah. Love's likes the pick and roll top of the key. Exactly. Because because the NBA now is more of kind of like that isolation stuff. You know, pass to one guy and have him do everything. But I think you know seeing Beeline move his college offense to the NBA can be something that we haven't seen before, at least r- recently. So I think it'll be. I think to see. I, I think they should really give him a chance. Uh, I mean, obviously, he's done a lot with college, like you said. Yeah. NBA is totally different. Yeah. You know, you've got so much more talent and speed, especially. Yeah. Um, and practicing, like you said, a lot less time with recruits. I don't, I don't know what that will do. You know, if you when he's how long has he been in Michigan? So uh, long. Yeah, Sixteen. Okay. And, and it's it's a it's a very long long time, and to change like that into something way different, yeah. it's going to be especially in Cleveland because he needs help. Yeah. I I doubt this is one of the reasons why he left but some i've been hearing that you know people are saying oh yeah, he left because he didn't want to be in hardball shadow i don't think that that <laughs> that, that doesn't sound like beeline to me maybe you know That's funny. maybe deep down he's like yeah you know because michigan basketball does definitely not get enough credit for being i mean granted you know they haven't won anything big in the past few years but they're there yeah they're good they make noise it's not like you know they're a bad team or anything but they they've still- been in the championship two out of the past seven years i think somewhere around there yeah, yeah that's awesome yeah like he did amazing things with that program especially when he came in and michigan basketball they don't get any credit really even from their own fans like i like this year so many fans jumped on that bandwagon the view of them basketball and now all those same fans are jumping off you know beeline's gone they're gonna be trash and speaking of which you know as with the Juwan howard thing Michigan I have no him. idea who that is. I'll he, be straight up he's honest from the with Fab you. Five. Yeah, he's from, I don't really know the who Fab he is either. Five, and I, he was like, he played in the NBA for 19 years. It said, I have no idea who he is, yeah, and he, I know my NBA stuff. Yeah, he's yeah, he played in the NBA for a long time actually. Uh, kind of like a role player guy, journeyman in later parts of his career. But uh, and yeah, I think he has like six seasons under his belt as an NBA assistant. Has no head coaching. Um, he was an assistant with Miami, I yeah. believe. Yeah, and you, I think he ended his career there, too, didn't he? With Miami? Yeah. yeah, I think so. So, yeah, a lot of people are criticizing the move. Honestly, I I think if he didn't go to Michigan, he definitely wouldn't have the job. That's just my yeah. opinion. Just because it's Alma, Which, Master. Yeah, and honestly, I'm, I'm like, I'm really in, in, interested to see how the Fab Five, like, how they bring that back to U of M, because obviously they had all that stuff with Weber yep. and, uh, J, like, uh, yeah, exactly. It was, it was a... It quickly turned from upside to downside really quick. So they took down banners and all that stuff. And you go yeah. to like Wikipedia, you know, they had like a uh, asterisk next to <laughs> some of their uh, <laughs> some of their appearances. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm interested to see how they you know invite ba- like invite the Fab Five back because Weber still has hard feelings, especially with J- yep. with Jalen Rose. Rose. Yeah, they both still have uh, you know they, have, they still have beef. So. I'm very intrigued to see how that turns out, but we'll see. So, All right, so back to NBA basketball. The Just literally an hour ago, NBA first teams, all all teams came out, all NBA. So defensive. first team is, well, defensive was yesterday. Today is the all NBA. So today we have Giannis, Kupo, James Harden, Paul George, Curry, and Jokic were the first team. And then for second team we got uh, blah, 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 blah. We got Damian Lillard. Irving, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Embiid. And then third team, Westbrook, Kemba Walker, Blake Griffin, Rudy Gobert, and LeBron James. And this is the first time in 11 years that LeBron hasn't been on the first team. And even though I 100% don't agree with this because LeBron was by far had one of the best stat lines Mm -hmm. in the NBA this year, it's just because he was on a booty team this year. 
How do you guys feel about that? I don't know. People say that you know it doesn't matter what team you're on. Like just play good if you want to be on. You know if you want to be on first team. But I'll I, be honest. I don't agree with Paul George being on the first team. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. you should either flip him out for either Kawhi or LeBron. Yeah. I don't know. He had a good well, season. I feel like if you're on season, but not an NBA MVP, first team season. If you don't be an MVP candidate, you have to be on the first team. Yeah, he had I a. Guess, he did I have guess, a good season this year. He had a really good season this year. I'll, you, I'll give you that much. Yeah. Something I saw with the you know all that team stuff and whatever. Uh, Miles Bridges won the Fords for um, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, Michigan Pe- State guy. Pe- people were saying that he got <laughs> snubbed, and I quote: "He like he people on Twitter, but I didn't get snubbed. I played like ASS all year. I don't deserve to be on any team next year. Will be different." And I like that. I really <laughs> like that from him because everybody was saying that he got snubbed, but you know, being hard on himself, you know, he wants to get. Better he doesn't settle for being average, and I like that a lot. I just thought that was you know something intriguing. Though. Which is also something crazy about the NBA All Rookie Team was yeah. this is the first time ever that the top five picks mm-hmm. were the NBA All Rookie Team. That's which is crazy to think because yeah. like when you think of the draft, you think the top five players should go first. Yeah, but they've never all been on the rookie Good, team yeah. together. Exactly. So which that's crazy that this is the first time it's ever happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but everybody responded saying you weren't bad like. Everybody's saying that he did good, but I think being hard on yourself is how you make yourself better in the long run. So I like that. And I, also, rookie rookie class was pretty stacked. With the year. Exactly. Very, very yeah, very, very stacked. Dantich and Young. Dantich and Young pretty much came in and became stars just like yeah. that for and their team. Yeah, I think Bridges went under the radar because he's on Charlotte. Charlotte's not a very good yeah. team. They, they, they were one of the three teams fighting for that eighth spot along with Detroit and uh, Miami. So, uh, but I think I think they finished like a couple games under 500. But, uh, DeAndre Ayton, nobody really talked about him because, once again, he was on the Suns. Exactly. He had a good season, too. Mm-hmm. So, same with Jaron Jackson. Same yeah. with the – it's hard to – it's hard for me to talk about these rookies because I didn't watch them play exactly, much. Because, yeah. once again, they're mm-hmm. on teams that nobody plays. I yeah. really just watch the Pistons and, like, primetime games. Exactly. So, a.k.a. the Rockets, Celtics, and Lakers. That's yeah. who I watch. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Like, all, you know, all those stars in college, you know, obviously they go to a bad team when they get to the NBA because they're one of the best guys in college, and then they go to a bad team, and you don't hear about them. And then all of a sudden you're like, where'd they go? And then either they're a bust or they're doing very well. So, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, that's, that's kind of the tough part is, it, like, Hunter, I, I watch the Pistons and primetime. That's yep. it. I don't really watch the or, or you hear about them a few years later, and you're yeah, like, oh, oh there they is. were in that yeah. class. Like, uh, now what's they're his name? Uh, Dante Exum? I didn't know where that man went. I thought he fell <laughs> face the earth. Same with, um, oh, yeah, Michael Carter-Williams. Oh, my God. He had a God. good season this year. Yeah. With Orlando, I believe. Somewhere, yeah. I don't know where he's at now. I remember he was on Philly. He uh, was Rookie of the Year, and then he fell off for, like, six years, yeah. and now he's back. Yeah, he was on Philly. Was he on, was he on the Jazz? I think like he was on the Jazz. Who? Michael Carter-Williams. He was on Williams. Philly. And then I think he went to the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, no, but, yeah, the Bucks. Bucks, Bucks. I remember Bucks, Bulls, and now he's on Orlando. I remember playing NBA 2K. Uh, which was it? <laughs> which, which everyone had uh, frequency vibrations. I, I was, I was seventeen. Yeah, I think I was seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was on the Bucks, and he was the guard ahead of me. And then, that's funny. Yeah. So, so how do you guys feel about Kemba Walker making All NBA team? Do you think I, he had that good of a season? I, I say he, he deserves it more. Than someone like I Joel Embiid or Rudy Gobert. I believe he deserves it more than Kyrie Irving. Like I feel like Ooh. that's outright. That's outrageous. Kemba slept on. That yes. Irving's on the second team. Kemba slept on. He is so slept on by everybody in the league. And 
I like if I were like honestly as a Detroit fan, I would love to have Kemba. Oh my God, he would help by the awesome. team so much. Like he's he's a very good guard, but no one knows because he's on Charlotte and he stayed loyal the whole time, which I think is crazy. But uh, which I believe the Pistons have two max contracts or just one. Uh, two. They have room for or one. Just one. I think they have room, room for, for one, one, and they have room for another, yeah. like, Kemba team. is rumbling around, like, the Pistons might go after him, so we'll see. I've heard Kemba, and I've heard somebody else, uh, too. D'Angelo Russell. Bradley I've heard Beal. him. Brooklyn's trying heard, to get uh, rid of him now. That's just the weed thing. And I've heard Seth Curry, too, from uh, Portland. He might go to Detroit as well. I heard Bradley Beal, too. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah I've heard Beal. Beal as well. Since we're talking about Pistons, um, Oof. It's, it's, I'm so disappointed. Like, they make the playoffs, and, of course, they go against Milwaukee, which everyone knows Milwaukee's going to honestly destroy them. Sweeping. Once again, but sweeps. It's, the, if I was having this conversation with my buddy the other day when I was working, mm-hmm. saying, like, if the Pistons end up how they got swept by the – how they got swept by Milwaukee, if they come back – if Milwaukee comes back and wins the championship, mm-hmm. I'll be like, no big deal. They lost to the champs. Yeah. But if they – which even Milwaukee made it this far. Exactly. Milwaukee's one of the best teams in the end. They're going to stay there, too, oh, I feel yeah. like. Milwaukee's going to be there for a while. Giannis isn't going anywhere. No, no. And if they have Giannis, he's Live sports. <laughs> Hulu has live sports. Hulu has live sports. Anyway, I don't think Milwaukee's here to stay, and I don't think it was a wasted season. I know Blake Griffin was so upset with this season because oh, yeah. I remember that interview, like, game 70, he was just like, Nothing to be proud of. We're seventh seed right now. This team's poop. <laughs> <laughs> and I, <laughs> it was just I, – I love Blake Griffin. I'm yeah. so glad we got him. He's yes. a winner, and he wants to win yeah. so bad, and he will do anything. He plays butt off the whole yeah. – That's the thing because no, the Pistons don't make moves like that. You yeah. know, They pick up a good player that's actually showtime, and now you talk about Kevin Walker. Like It's time to make a move yeah. for them. It's Blake, time to make a move. Griffin showed more heart. Through his what one or two seasons here, he season did, and a half. Yeah, yeah, season and a half. He shows more heart than Drummond and Jackson, guys who have been here basically since the beginning of the rebuild. I feel like Jackson's been here for like what three years? Maybe he's been here four. We yeah. need to, I, TBH, we get him not a big here. fan of Reggie Jackson. I am not either. He, he's he's hot headed and thinks he's better than he really is. I remember he called himself better than Westbrook, which yeah, I know exactly, exactly. But uh, yeah, I. I think the worst thing to be in the NBA is average, because because <laughs> so the, a, everybody because <laughs> he because the Pistons were sitting again at that eight seed and if they had just you know I, I don't advertise tanking but um which know, once again as we look at the NBA lottery this year tanking is not a thing because the worst yeah, the record w- in the NBA got the four, fifth pick yeah exactly the Phoenix Suns got but, the fifth pick yeah granted you know you know tanking you know they kind of yeah obviously the NBA kind of took away the tanking method. But if the Pistons had, you know, lost a few more games and been out of the playoffs, at least they have a chance at the lottery. You know, uh, having even like point what point six of a chance, or, yeah. or which whichever one. Ha- you know, I think the Pelicans got first pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pelicans. I think they were like point six percent chance. Like it, it wasn't at any. I think no six percent chance. It wasn't. Chance. It wasn't anything that you know. The biggest, yeah, because they were projected top four. The biggest thing was the Lakers got top four pick, and they were projected only top. I think they were projected top 12. Yeah. And they got the top four, which was crazy. Yeah. I, I think the main thing is that, you know, there's a chance. I think it's better to have a chance of getting the first pick than not having any chance at all. So, but uh, speaking of the lottery, is kind of way off topic, but um, what would you guys think of the NFL doing the lottery? I honestly hate the lottery. 
I don't. Yeah, I, I honestly don't yeah. like it either. I think they should literally do worse. I don't know. Structure. There needs to be structure. I've heard. I've heard both sides. The side I heard advocating for having a uh, lottery is imagine if you know, for the Cardinals, imagine if their speculation or obviously they're they're gonna choose Kyler Murray. But what if you know the lottery came out and they weren't the first pick and they had to trade, try to find a way to you know trade some stuff. It just adds drama to the whole thing. Cause I mean, but like the thing about it, if you're the worst team. And especially in the NFL, yeah. if you're the worst team, you kind of need that first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you yes. need a stud to s- yeah. try to save your team. It'd be interesting, but and if like they didn't like, imagine if the Cardinals didn't get and they're oh. stuck with Josh Rosen. Yeah, who, who they like, don't want. Which who knows? Maybe he's going to turn into a stud at Miami. I doubt it, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You're yeah. right, Ken. But that, and especially in the NFL, you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you need a good. You pick. need the first pick because yeah. like NBA, you can grab one player anywhere top. Like, look at Donovan Mitchell. Got 13th, and he's the stud of the Jazz. Yeah. Like, you can find players. Exactly. I think also for basketball, you know, football, there's 11 people in the field. Basketball, there's, what, five? Five, five. Yeah. yeah. And one player does, obviously, a lot more for basketball yeah. than football. Round. I think I think the main problem with NBA is that there are a lot of over-projections. So you see a lot more busts in the NBA than you do in the yeah. NFL. Because <laughs> you can find <laughs> – because the game's so different. Like, college football to NFL is, like, a big jump. But really all it is is just, like, they play more games. Yeah. But, like, NBA basketball, the college basketball, it's, like, farther three. Everybody's, like, more athletic. Yeah. faster and everything. Because in the NFL, yeah, it's about size two. But we've seen, especially recently in the past decade or so, is that, you know, we're seeing more guys that don't have that typical – "Quote unquote stature for their position. You got guys Kyle like Murray, Drew Brees, exactly. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and then you got guys in the halfback position like uh, Darren Sproles, Danny Woodhead, guys that are small, Christian McCaffrey. You know, you got, you got guys that are "quote unquote" you know not big enough. And I think halfback, but is, they're doing it exactly. I think halfback is one position where size is so overhyped because I feel it's more like speed and vision. Because yeah. you see Trent Richardson from Bama. I mean, he. That dude was huge. But he couldn't he couldn't read the line, and he, that's why he fell at the end of NFL. And you got guys like McCaffrey. Or, oh, he's small. He can't do anything. And Did then, anybody else see that picture like a couple of weeks ago where it's McCaffrey and his offseason? Oh, dude. And he was just built. Exactly, dude. David, did you see that? Yeah, yeah I saw that was He was huge. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think in the NFL it's definitely more about basically how hard you work and your, your technique and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think when know. it comes down to pros, it's not about talent; it's about hard work. Yeah. it's called pro for a m- and, reason. And also something that helps pro out. Pro for a reason. My name is Vantage. And also something that helps out with the Ooh. NFL is that you know more and more all more and more styles for both offense and defense are helping those smaller guys. Because before you had that straight up power, power eye offense, yeah, yep. power eye offense where you need big guys and you need that quarterback that can do play and action all, over the line. And now it's all make boot outs, yeah, yep. yeah. Now it's all R, it's all RPOs, boot outs, and all that sort of thing. You know, getting guys in space so so that the quarterback can see and that sort of thing. You know, and you're seeing more something like Corian football needs to do. Oh yeah, we'll see what happens. Hey now, hey, hey, hey. Can we? Are we done with basketball? Or are we gonna? <laughs> I don't know. You guys kind of want to transfer? On. Yeah, that's right. Uh, once again, everybody, this is our care. hour special. So we are at the 30-minute mark, and Yo. guess what? We're going to keep going. So we're going to dive into kind of NFL and kind of our hometown team, the Lions. Here so the Lions. here come the Lions. OTAs <laughs> have started for a lot of the teams, Yo. which for the Lions, we have two of our biggest players not attending OEA, 
O-T-A. the OTAs in okay, Damian Harrison and Darius Slay aren't attending OTAs for the Lions because they're looking for new contracts, which both of them deserve new contracts, and we both need to sign yeah, them because I think they're both studs for the Lions. Yeah, uh, Harrison definitely need to keep him because he's a beast. I think um, we should keep Slay too. Oh, yes, yeah. Sl- both, both of them, them obviously. Yes. Uh, honestly, I think when it comes down to it, I think – Having good DBs matters more than having a good D-line. I mean, obviously having a good D-line matters a lot, but I think, you know, when it comes down to it, I'd much rather, you know, have a star corner than have a star defensive lineman. If it came down to that, yep. I think the Lions do have room. And I think I think Harrison and Slay will, you know, I think they want to stay here. So I think they'll, you know, I think if they're, you know, if they want, you know, their max deal, you know, the Lions like, hey, we can't really do, like, you know, we got to <laughs> we gotta cut it down a little bit. I think, you know, they'll advocate and I think they'll shrink down their contract if needed if uh, to stay in Detroit. So I don't, I'm not really worried about Slay or Harrison not, not showing up for OTAs. So how do you guys feel about David Bell's, B- Burvell's new offense, our, our new offensive quarterback? Oh, yeah, no, the quarterback. So he was the guy, he was the guy in Seattle. Seattle with Wilson. So how do you guys feel that's going Very excited you? because yeah. we got a new tight end. TJ Hoxton, yep. yeah. And we got that Isaac Nutudo from. And uh, Jesse James. Jesse James, Jesse yeah. James. Don't forget, yeah. Everybody forgets about Jesse James. Yeah. Like, I think we're going to have a solid tight end group. I'm this year. very excited I think, for this year. Yeah. <laughs> very James, excited. Jesse James is going to make a bigger impact than people really like realize. He can block too. Yeah. Yeah. Both Hawkinson and James can block. So if you really need to, you could run a double tight end. Double tight end. I think we set. will go double yeah. tight end yeah. a lot this and year. And Toy Lolo, I mean, he's he obviously not you know the best guy out there, but you know he's kind of like he's kind of solid. Like he like he makes plays when he has to. When his numbers called, and he got better as the season went on. So I I think you know they have a good core of tight ends, like a hundred said. Um, and I think we'll definitely see the offense change a lot more than what Jim Bob Cooter had it as because now that you have two tight ends that can block and catch the ball, I think it'll be a good uh, good help for the Lions. What do you think about that first round pick? Was it worth the tight end? So once again, I think me and Kevin talked about this last time. Yeah. TJ Hoxton is was considered the greatest tight end prospect since Gronk. Yeah. Which once again, they're calling him a generational talent, aka, I mean, seventh, eighth pick in the draft. I think he was. So I mean, he was pretty good to go top ten, top eight. I. Don't think I can project maybe 600 yards, five, six TDs this year. <laughs> I know. I've, I, I think, have, I think. which once again, I know we're the Lions. Oh, another tight end, blah, blah, blah. Look what happened to Eric Ebron. But the thing about Ebron, like, we drafted him to be a receiver. Yeah. We drafted this guy to be both. 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 And, and he, he's proven that he yeah. can do both in Iowa. Yeah, Iowa is literally tight end you. Like, they, they – Breed tight ends like that's really, that, that's that's their thing. Like every college has their thing. Like Georgia is RBU. Like they like they're really good at producing halfbacks. But Iowa, like at first, I was kind of like, oh god, like we drafted it. Like I was seeing uh, I forgot what movie I was seeing. I think it was oh it was Endgame. I was seeing Endgame, and so I didn't see the actual pick. I you know I got out of the movie and then I checked my phone. I'm like, oh god, the line drafted tight end. And then I'm, and I'm like, oh, I've never seen this guy play. Looked up his highlights. Yeah, yeah, like yeah I what, did. And I was exactly like, exactly what I did. Yeah, like I saw him Maybe. pick, and I was like, oh crap, another tight end. What the exactly. heck, Lions? And then I looked up his highlights. The kid's good. Yeah. Like, and then I read articles about him, and mm-hmm. yeah, let's he, see what let's see what happens. Yeah. Give him six, eight weeks into the league, and then we can judge him. Yeah, he's known as a blocking guy, but his receiving I mean, skills go under the he had what 900 yards, yards last year and 11 tds he's got good speed yep yeah 
Exactly. Okay, but this dude's ugly though. This man is. <laughs> he is ugly. Jeez. All right. So back to the draft for the Lions. So they got T.J. Hoxton starting tight end. Probably he'll start opposite of Jesse James, and then Jelani Tavi. From the inside linebacker from Hawaii. Yes, this was interesting. This was interesting. Which I've been reading, supposedly, supposedly, this is what the Lions are thinking. I don't know if it's true. They're going to move him to inside linebacker and move Jared Davis to an outside linebacker. I like that. And they're going to do Christian Jones, the Hawaii guy, and then Jared Davis. Yeah, I, think I like that. I actually I think that might work. Because they yeah. run a 4-3. Exactly. Or a 3-4. Three, 3-4. Four. Three, four. Yeah. So it would be it'd – be, Davis, Davis. So our starting four would look like Flowers, Ashawn Robinson, Han, Damian Snacks Harrison, mm-hmm. uh, and then Hand. Our Kawara would be on the other right. side, and then our outside linebackers would be Kennard, Hand, I think, and then Javion right. Tavi, and then Jared Davis. Uh, the thing our pro football focus put up something like the Lions, you know, they're. Defense and right now they have him in a four-three, and they have uh, Flowers at uh, left end, Harrison and Ashawn in the middle, then Deshaun Hand on the outside. They don't have the linebackers or whatever, but um, all of them are Hand ab- all starts at defensive end. Yes, over that, yeah, that's what they have him at over Canard. Right all of all of them are ranked and Arquara very high. Like no, notably, you know, we've got Hand had a great season. Last yes, year. yeah, he did. Hand had a great season, and I would be surprised if Ashawn and him split games in the middle mm-hmm. with. Snacks will start all 16 games, yeah. and then Ashawn and Hand will probably split 8-8, eight and eight, or we'll see. Yeah, I like, but I think moving Davis out to the edge, I think it's better for him. I mean, he was... He's not as big as yeah. I mean, we want him to be. he did lead the league in tackles as a rookie he did. last year. But there's, there are also a lot, I mean, obviously, watching the Lions every game, there are a lot of times where he either... Missed a coverage, or you know, he's not very good at you know covering across the middle of the field. I think he'll and be. And this Hawaii guy is supposedly like coverage is his yeah, thing. Like yeah, that's what he's good at. I think moving Davis out to the edge is going to be better for him because now, when it comes, at least when it comes to pass coverage, he really has to worry mostly about one side of the field. I mean, obviously you got to worry about both sides too. But when you're on one side of the field, obviously you got to worry about that side more. Um, I think he'll be able to see the field a lot better too because that, that's what I saw a lot when I watched the lines. Is that there are a lot of times where he kind of hesitate because he couldn't see, and then he get blocked, and then the, you know, the hole be wide open. So, so f- you said lines are looking to run a four three, not a three four. That, yeah, that that's what. I just so saw. who's the three starters at linebacker? They don't have them. They just do So you would say Kennard would start at outside, Davis the other outside, and then yeah, the, yeah, the Hawaii Tavani, guy. The yeah, I, I, Tavai. I was calling the Hawaii guy. The Hawaii guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hawaii second round pick. Yeah. So who? <laughs> Excuse me. So who do you think the toss-up for the safety position, the strong safety position? Ooh. So we got free safety, Quandre Diggs. That's yeah. kind of locked up. And then we got cornerback, of course, Darius Slay starting. Mm-hmm. And then so. Oh, and they, and they also had that guy that they picked up from Seattle. Yeah, um, Justin Coleman, which I'll get into that in a second. Yeah. But first, let's talk about that safety position. So they drafted Will Harris, mm-hmm. who is a great from Boston, College, Boston right? College guy. Drafted him in third round, 17th pick in the third round. Who do you think wins that? Do you think they'll give it to Harris or they'll like kill a brew maybe, which he's kind of linebacker. Is, is now. he still there? I, don't, I, don't I believe he's I still see, there. I haven't seen him right there. now. They have him at free safety, but they definitely switch him in around at outside linebacker. And I think that's a good place for him, obviously, because he's a hard hitter. Uh, yeah, he's proved it. Killer is all about tackling. That's yes, like, that's all exactly. Get him on the edge and 
Yeah, I, all day. All I, day. Say, I wouldn't be surprised if that safety position was kind of rotated throughout the season. I don't think because let's see who they have. They have Andrew Adams, who they signed from Tampa. Yeah, they have Will Harris, who they drafted. Killebrew, Tracy Walker, who was a stud last year for us for special teams, and yeah. I think he had like two interceptions. And also Charles Washington, who's kind of a special teams guy. Yeah. But also Tavon Wilson, who started for us two years ago, mm-hmm. lost it to I believe. I Some was. other guy, but I yeah. remember. Yeah, I mean, like if you g- gave him his name, I'd know who it was. Yeah. So, who do you think starts at that strong safety position, uh, opposite of Quandre Diggs? I think, I think it's gonna go to um, Wilson. Yeah, I think they're gonna give it to him, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him rotate throughout the course of the whole season. So, I think he'll start game one, but I definitely would not be surprised to see him. Ro- rotate. I mean, e- e- even if he's playing good, I still wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lions think, "All right, let's see how this." I don't see Wilson starting. Tavon? He's 29 years old. He was a big special teams guy for us two years ago. Because l- when he started, he started with Glover Quinn. Yeah, and that's when he was 26. He's 29 right now. Yeah, I, I don't honestly I see him. He's old. I see either Ch- Tracy Walker, or Will Harris starting that yeah. for us. Yeah, in but the beginning of the year. In the beginning of the year, I see Will really? Harris having. He has, he's had a great camp. That's what I've read. He's been fast. He's been keeping up with Galladay and Jones, which safeties once again they don't cover wide receivers. They cover usually tight ends. Yeah, and running backs or zones. Yeah. So. so over overall the secondary. This is what I've been thinking. So Lions usually run a four three or a three four, and they have five deep. So what I'm thinking is in their usual four, their four DB special, they're going to have Slay on one side, uh, Coleman. Justin Coleman, Coleman on the other yeah. side, and then up top Diggs and Harris or Tracy Walker. Depends no. on how those two play. On their website, they have Tease Tabor. I forgot about Tease. Yeah, um, and I, I don't I know. Don't see this. Can I finish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those four, I think Justin Coleman will start. They paid him too much money to not be a starter I, f- I feel like I don't know and then when they play five they'll do Darius Slay Diggs Harris or Walker and then they'll do Coleman in the slot because that's what he's known for exactly, slot. Yeah, slot, slot and then they'll do the guy they drafted from Penn State mm-hmm. Arco- don't even Amari. try don't Amani. even try Amani. I'm gonna yeah. call him Amani <laughs> so the Penn State guy which I think which once again, I read something that Tease Tabor's been very good so far in OTAs, but yeah. it's only three days into OTAs. Yeah. He's had an interception every day, I've read. Yeah. I know. We'll see how he goes. He's always been slow. That's always what yeah. he's known for. He's always known for playing too much contact. Yeah, Tease, I don't know. He, he definitely got better as the season went along last year. Uh, he made some big plays. Um, don't forget don't about Jamal Agnew. I forgot about him. I forgot he about was Ag- a solid, oh, yeah, I forgot about solid cornerback and also Spe- punt yeah. returner, yeah, exactly. special teams guy. Um, yeah, I think I think we'll yeah that second corner spot is is up for grabs because again you have Coleman, Tease, and Agnew, and there's uh, I think that's good with competition. Yes, we got that's, Agnew, that's how it should be. So we got Agnew, we got wait who's Agnew again? Jamal. Agnew. Oh, Jamal Agnew. So <laughs> I don't actually okay. I don't think he starts at corner. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he'll he be starts. a five or six guy, nickel or dime. Yeah. I, and then there's Melvin, Rashawn Melvin, who we signed from the Raiders, and then Amari, and then Tabor. Yeah, I think. That second corner position will be based on certain packages for certain down and distances. Uh, I think if it did go to anybody, like quote unquote starting, I think it would go to Coleman, even though he is known for the slot. Um, I think if it, you know, there was a solid starter, it would be Coleman. But 
I think, like how you were saying, you know, if they go five or, you know, or something like that, I think if they have certain packages, they'll put in other guys that, like, like for Tease, I don't know. Tease is a weird breed because he's slow, but. Like, they sat him. They per sat him for six games last year, yeah. and he was, like, a healthy scratch. Yeah. That's what it's called, I believe. Yeah, healthy scratch. So, yeah, I don't really know. They have a lot of competition there, with which I think is good because I think we might see the best out of, out of everybody there. Um, but, yeah, that second corner spot is definitely up for grabs for anybody. All right, I got it right here. So, right now, on the Detroit Lions website, it says we're still talking about the defense. It's a base 3-4 D. Right now, they have left defensive end, Flowers, inside Harrison, right defensive end, Arquara, and then behind him is Hand. Mm-hmm. And then left outside linebacker, Kennard, inside two inside linebackers, uh, Davis and Jones, who a lot of people forget about Jones. He was a solid player last year. He maybe only had like 60 tackles, but he played good last year when he played. Yeah. And then on the other side, they have Reeves Maven starting. Um, so that's why I'm thinking they're going to move Kna- Davis to outside. Mm-hmm. They'll play put Davis at right outside linebacker and move Tavi to inside. inside yeah, because Reeves, Ma- Reeves Maven, he was a coverage. Yeah, he yeah, would. Yeah, I think guy. yeah, he'll be he'll be another one of the, like packages type of guys, and he was they drafted him from it was Tennessee, I Ten- believe. Yeah, Texas. No, no, it was, Tennessee. It was, yeah, yeah, Texas. it was Tennessee. I think it was a couple years ago. I I thought they'd cut him to be honest, but they kept him, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's been good in coverage and certain you know down in distances. So I don't think he'll get the start. I think like you said, they'll move uh, Davis to the outside and put uh, the whole eye guy in the middle and have um, Kennard Jones and who else did you say? Davis. Davis. And then Reeves, Maven. Reeves, Maven, yeah. So, we'll see. They're definitely going to rotate, I, I, you know, in linebackers. the beginning of the year. They have, yeah. they have three solid linebackers mm-hmm. in Kennard, Davis, and hopefully this Hawaiian guy and yeah. Jones. So, really four. Yeah. And then for DBs right now, as what they – on their website, it says Diggs, Walker, Melvin, the Raiders guy, and then Slay. So, right now they're looking, projecting the Melvins – Melvin's guy, which I believe they signed him to a two-year, two-year deal. Yeah. Two-year deal. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I would. Uh, I want to bring up something about the Amani kid from Penn State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, reading what he's got, you know, his height is six-two, which is very tall. He was projected yeah. second for a quarter. So the yeah. fact that he dropped a fourth is. Uh yeah, round round five. Round five. Round five. Okay. Um, he is six-two and two hundred five pounds. That's a big corner. Yeah, it's a big boy. That's like Sherman, dude. Sherman's tall. Yeah, but also bro. Melvin, this guy that when we picked him up, he's six two, two hundred two. Because yeah. we we both picked up. Having tall corners is, is low key like on the underrated aspect. Because guys, they you know, they just want the small, fast guys that can that has, yeah yeah that that has that uh has that catch up speed if, if they get beat. But I think having tall guys obviously helps with wingspan. Yeah, jump balls. Wingspan, you know, obviously they can reach around if they, you know, if they are beat, they have a better chance to reach around and get a hand on the ball. Um, so I think you know height is a huge aspect at corner. So and also, um, it says his combine time was a four four seven, which is very fast. All right, also. I think Dave's gotta go take a wee wee. <laughs> See you, Dave. Love. Oh yeah, go. Uh, uh, hey, Dave. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, love you, David. Didn't didn't do much for us anyway so (laughs) but anyway so we'll get right back into it um something i'm also very excited for this year is the lions offense Hmm. once again we kind of we kind of touched on it with the tight ends but this year matt stafford which once again new offense he'll be fine they'll get they'll get into it carry on johnson and cj anderson is gonna be 
awesome this year because when you pick up a guy like CJ Anderson, oh, I forgot they picked him. He's up. a worker. He's a, he's a worker. Oh my and god, he's, a, he's fat and thick, and dude, it's hard for him to tackle. Dude, seeing him, uh, I saw a, a comparison from when he was on Denver and when he was on the Saint, Rams. Or yeah, the Rams. I almost said St. Saint Louis, but <laughs> he had like twenty pounds. Dude, that, he's a thick boy. He's a bully <laughs> ball, and he did good for, for the Rams too. Yep. When, when when there's a he had more he, rushing yards than Todd Gurley. In the yeah, when his number was called, he stepped up. So I think that's honestly a huge pickup for the Lions, and then they still have a. Theo still got Carrion. They got Theo, and yeah. they also got Carrion, and they also got that guy they drafted from Maryland, which what I rumor has it they're going to try to trade Theo, get a yeah, pick, and too. then use this Maryland guy as their third down back. And this Maryland guy? They also guy? have Zenner. Yeah, but say, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, forget about yeah. Zenner. Good, solid guy. How would you feel about that trade? Oh, I'm, I'm fine with getting rid of Theo. He's always he, – I mean, he's a good fourth – Fourth quarter player when we're down. Like, yeah, we need a little dinky like dunk. Literally, he doesn't do anything when we're winning in games. It's only when oh, we're well, down. We do yeah. need he's not. Behind, he's not a. That's he, a good addition, right? He's like not. If, a, we're, if we're down and we don't have anybody like Theo to help us get that boost, then. I mean, when we're down by twenty, nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, Detroit I don't Lions is. Yeah, right. like Theo, he's not an every down back, obviously, and when. And especially in this new offense we're gonna be running. I yeah, don't I don't, I don't see him getting. Many we're doing a power team that's gonna run the ball in action, your face, yeah. play action, and I don't think Theo's yeah, the guy. Because the offense used to be, you know, shotgun Pass. heavy. Yeah, we'll dink and dunk down the field. You know, look down field if there's no one open, just dunk it off to Theo. Um, so I, yeah, I don't think I don't see him being used much, which I, which, which I think why the Lions are looking to trade him because they know that. I think he knows too. Like, hey, I'm not going to be a you know as much of an asset as I was before with this new offense because he's not every down back. That's, that's really going to be for carry on. I'm assuming uh, C.J. Anderson as well. They're probably going to split time. I would see that because halfbacks can't survive doing every down, especially yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I do expect seeing Theo leave because he's he's basically a slot in the halfback yeah. position. He's either going to be traded or something. He's actually his contract's up this year, so he's yeah. not coming back. I'll give you that yeah, much. I don't think he's but if trade. he's not traded, I don't think the Lions should definitely trade him. Yeah, yeah they yeah, get yeah. they can get something for, yeah, he's from yeah. him. Solid exactly. Yeah, I, th- I think a team that needs that type of either, I think he may, if he has to, he could play slot only. And so I think if there's a team out there that wants to make a playoff push, and you know they think okay, we need something, we need that little like spark up on offense. Theo could be that guy. The Lions could get something out of him and be like, hey, if you really want him, if you need him, then. Give us something back. Yeah, so. who knows? Maybe he'll be a star in this offense, but I doubt it with Carrion and yeah, CJ. CJ yeah. And then also moving on to the wide receivers, we got Jones Jr. back this year, feeling better. Galladay, once again, will probably have another monster year. I'm I'm calling Pro Bowl right really? now for him this year. I'm calling Pro Bowl right now for Galladay this year. I, yeah. I really worry that he kind of showed up for a little bit with the absence. Obviously, that this probably won't happen, but it's just because it's the Lions that this guy is just going to get hurt. In the beginning of the season, and he will be gone. I mean, I I once ba- again, even though, one second, Kevin, we even when Jones Jr. was playing, he was still showing up. He was still putting up more numbers than Jones. Yeah, I f- I felt kind of bad for him when uh, when Tate left, and then when Jones got hurt, because then he was the only guy. The he only was the guy. only guy, yep. and and he, it was his second year, I believe. So, you know, he doesn't have that takeover effect yet. But then, you know, having a third year under his belt, I think he'll be that guy that will start off getting single covered and he'll go on in the season getting double teamed because that's that's what happened to M- marvin jones he mm-hmm. started off not being covered and then Tate t- left yeah and then, and then people started just converting on jones because he's that deep threat exactly and both of them are yeah because yeah. everybody's so worried everybody's so worried about tate that they left jones who again everybody sleeps on him as long as, as well as 
Galde as well, you know, and they get wide open against the, you know, the crappy guys that are against them because they're the second and third option, quote unquote. And then, which this year they have Amendola, so if they're going to do Jones and Galde deep. Amendola and Hawkinson and carry on in the back, right yeah. there. Boom, boom, boom. Amendola, I, yeah, obviously he's not. No, they, didn't they? He, pick obviously, he's not receiver. what he used to be. Yeah, yeah. and obviously he's not going to be. You know, he's basically trying to fill the role that Golden Tate left. Being that kind of slot guy, a little shit to get. But, but not, he's not yeah. going to be looking for ninety. Exactly. Catches. Yeah. yeah. He won't. Maybe sixty, forty. Yeah. He won't be going tape, but that's what he's basically here is. You know, that checkdown guy, that guy cr- going across the middle field that gets behind the corners. Yeah, a little speedy guy. So. So right now, also we'll move on tight ends. We got T.J. Hawkinson, Jesse James. We already covered that. And then right now, offensive line looking like one of the best in the league. Quote unquote. Person, quote unquote. We got Decker, Ragnow, Glasgow. Right guards kind of throw up right now, and then right tackle got Rick Greg, Rick, Rick Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. So right now that right guard spot is Wiggins, the guy we signed from Seattle, and Joe Dahl, who was like He's our fullback last year, yeah. kind of when we traded. Who we when who got hurt? Oh, that white guy Nick Bellor. When Nick oh, Bellor, Bellor got hurt, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like Joe Dahl was like our fullback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Lyon disappointed me last year because they all got hurt, and yeah. they didn't – like, that's why Lang retired. He's like, I'm Which actually, Lang's actually coaching with the Lions right now. They yeah. kind of signed him as, like, an offensive assistant. Yeah. He was there at OTAs and stuff. Well, help with O-line. That's yeah, which he, <laughs> he lives in Michigan, so yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, They're always welcome probably to him because yeah. that's his team. Yeah, obviously on paper, the line looks good, but – the, the O-line. Hunter there are knows. always problems with the O-line. Hunter knows Every the o- year. Hunter knows the O-line is a dangerous place. And yes, it it, getting injured That's is... where dreams go to die. Yeah. Getting injured <laughs> is... Getting injured is very... Is getting... It, I don't know what I'm saying. Getting <laughs> injured is... Uh, it can happen very easily on the line because you could get, you know, ankle rolled, rolled up. Yeah, exactly. Rolled up, you know, you can... Finger goes in, you know, goes in the helmet, you know, get, you know, you know, it, it, a lot of stuff can happen <laughs> in the trenches. That's why I don't go in there because it's scary down there. But, um, but yeah, on paper the line looks good. It's just a matter of if they can stay healthy or not. So, I, uh, I know we already talked about running backs. But, uh, <laughs> All right, I'm, continue. I'm gonna man. bring, I'm gonna bring it up. <laughs> Ty Johnson. I feel like Ty he's Johnson, gonna be slept on. Maryland. When guy, yep. U of M played Maryland, this dude. We could all, not be tackled. Yeah, no, he was giving. Could <laughs> not by U of M. Yeah, he was giving them problems. I, I, I watched that game. And yeah, he was a six round pick. Six round. I believe so. Six round. We'll have to ask. Them. He's not on the roster. He's not on the roster for the Lions. Speaking of halfbacks, you see that L J Scott retired like three days in the camp. He retired. Really? Yeah, L J Scott. By <laughs> who? He was. He got. He went undrafted, and I think, I think he was. I thought he had talks with Baltimore. But I know he went to Cleveland. He was there for three days, and then he retired because I don't retired? know. Retired? That's what, that's what I saw. I, he never gave a statement why. He just retired. A.K.A. he trash. I don't know. I heard that he did good. Like, I heard that, like, his first couple of days, they were like. Other they, priorities. They didn't know how he went undrafted. And, yeah, yeah they got Chubb. They got Kareem yeah. Hunt. He Cleve, was yeah. be a he was probably going to be cut anyway. Yeah, he was probably going to be cut. But, um, but, yeah, I heard I heard he did good, even though he's probably going to be cut. But All right. Yeah. Vance, continue with Ty Johnson, the um, stud. I just, I, I really like this guy, I, especially because we're moving towards a uh, run team. This guy is it. You know, he's going to be our long-term. Uh, uh, easy. I'm uh, just saying, I have a lot of yeah, hope for this guy. guy. I, Obviously, I'll give you as much as, let me talk. <laughs> Carrion is <laughs> the guy that will retire with the Lions, I hope. I really hope he will be a Lions for the next eight to seven years, and he will be our 1,000-yard rusher this year. And CJ will have all the touchdowns. 
And then Ty Johnson's just going to be that guy that we put in on third down. He'll be the next Theo. Second and long. He'll be the next Theo, exactly. Yeah. Better Theo. Yeah. And just – Role player guy. Role player guy that comes in on third down or second and long that either dump off to a screen, mm -hmm. draw, or maybe just get him out in space and make him work. I don't think – He's what five eight five nine. He's five ten two oh eight. That's what that's exactly. What he's not in. a power back that the offense that the Lions want to run want to mm -hmm. run the ball for one hundred and thirty yards a game. He's not the guy that to run for a hundred yards a game. I don't think. But I don't, I don't think eight, so either. I, I don't think wrong. So. I may be wrong. Rotating all of them. He man. looks. He sounds like just like a role player to me. And yeah. I, I'm glad we picked him up. I like the pick. But I don't see him yeah, seeing all, him as a pro bowler. It's all X's and O's until you get to week one, and then everything changes. Yep, yes. Yeah. I can't wait for preseason. I can't wait for football, man. Preseason is fun to watch because you get to see that raw talent. You know, guys are just trying to get on the team. <laughs> so you see a bunch of, like, weird stuff that you wouldn't, ha that you wouldn't see yeah. in the pros. It's, it's not the NFL. The, the first half the first half is fun to watch, and then the rest of it is oh, just yeah. booty players. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I, I'm better than you, dude. Yeah. Got, this is when you see, like, the game, the game it would be, like, 7-2. to two. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got a 5-8 quarterback. Yeah. Right? It's like me, it's like me yeah. coming in Picked there, up like, in the third. 13th round. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. It has been a pleasure doing this show with you. Once again, this is Cheap Seats brought to you by the WDBC Verizon. Dragon Broadcasting Program. Brought to you by Verizon. I am here. <laughs> once again, I was here this year with Derek Dungan, Kevin McCormick. How you doing? We're at the I'm end of the show. Good. You know, we're at the end of the show, <laughs> but, uh, you know. Derek Dungan, Kevin McCormick Jr., and Vance Wilmoth. I thank you very much for letting me do this podcast, Mr. Smith. It was a great time. And I appreciate <laughs> this. Was great. This and I very much. Rip to Kobe it. and Teddy. Rip to Kobe yeah, and Teddy and Holden. Where they at? Holden. Oh, the guy. Holden the guy. Oh man. So, for the last time, this is Cheap Seats, and I'm your host, Hunter Chambers. Have a great day. Everybody. See you. Here come Bye, the Tigers. <laughs>